This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as if popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, because Doug loves movies. Hey everybody, I love movies. Yeah, it's right there in the name of the podcast and the song that is sung by uh, Hard and Firm to uh, introduce the show each week. And I'm reaching into my magical bag to find my notes because everything's been prepared. So we have a lovely show today. UCB is where we are, CDR is what we're proceeding, and AST is a website that many of us hang out on you you knew all of that and i also just want to mention quickly that you could see my buddy uh pat oswalt's uh his uh, movie big fan is moving uh, around the country and it's currently in baltimore charlotte and uh, chicago and uh soon in in more major cities and uh it's an interesting movie watching uh ratatouille being a, a 
scary sports fan. <laughs> if he went that way, if he got kicked out of the cooking business, uh, the, the master chef business that he managed to be in by... Is it just me, or is Rat Tattooey, like, is, he, is the rat sitting on the guy's head pulling his hair really going to make his arms move the way the rat wants him to move when he's cooking? I don't, I just couldn't, I couldn't buy that part. But, um... <laughs> uh, but I, but, but Big Fan was completely uh, realistic, and that's what's scary about it. Um... Also, I want to say a quick shout-out to my friend Tall John, who, whenever he comes to or from the bathroom now, says uh, that he thinks that uh, there's... It's, uh, what does he say about being in the bathroom? That the uh, prospects, there's, the prospects uh, look uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs <laughs> every time he... So that's a good movie joke, so... Decided to throw that in there. Uh, my guests today are awesome. One of them had to cancel at the last minute. Uh, because he's working on something, he's on on the set somewhere, and I uh, thought he could make it, and he, and he can't. So we'll talk about that briefly once we get we got a great replacement for him. And uh, so, but also my theme for the evening is ruined, because my theme was going to be that both of these guys are from classic sketch shows, but let's say these both of these guys have done classic work in sketches. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would that would be a, that's a good theme. Uh, please welcome my my good friends Brett Gelman and Paul F. Tompkins. Everybody, <laughs> Brett and Paul are here. Gentlemen, hello, Doug. Uh, hello. Uh, now both of you know uh, who canceled, right, or who couldn't make it, right. Now, would it be fun for you, Brett, as an improviser, as a very talented performer, oh, comedian you. type? Um, would yeah. it be fun for you to pretend to be Tom Lennon for this entire show? <laughs> or would that get old? I think it's old already. I think it's, I'm already tired of the bit, so let's not do it. Let's have you play yourself. And uh, Paul, yeah. of course, will be Mr. T. That's right. <laughs> as old. If you're Mr. T, I'll be Tom Lennon. <laughs> That would be for half. Okay, so Uh, let me get my time. I feel sorry for the dumb person who has to impersonate Tom Lennon. (laughs) Is that how he? Is that close? Oh wait, that's. Are you calling? That's Mr. T, right? It's the voice was off, but the attitude was spot on. I have, I have empathy for such a person (laughs) of limited intelligence. That's probably. You should call up Eddie Murphy and. Tell him that you have an impression that rivals his. You know what? I should just call him anyway. <laughs> I owe him. I owe him a call. You get yeah, some good yeah. gigs from oh. that Eddie Murphy guy. <laughs> you owe him a meet. Dave wasn't that bad. Phone call. You know, like <laughs> it was terrible. But How'd you call? Him? He left me stranded on Santa Monica Boulevard. I was wearing a spangly <laughs> miniskirt. <laughs> he said he would pick me up and give me a ride home as a good Samaritan. I have short shorts like Tom Lennon. Whereas on Reno 911 or Oh, you wore, wear those tight shorts sometimes? I wear short shorts. And are you know they, who else did? <laughs> oh, hold on a you second. Know are, they, are they also tight or are they just short? No, they're just short. They're, they're not just... tight. <laughs> they're not tight. They're very modest, except but they're very some, short. Some people, though, some men, have such an extreme reaction <laughs> to the shortness of my short shorts, they might as well be tight. That was quite a journey. Yeah. That you took us on. That was exciting. I've been in the house all day. 
Wow. Have you seen... Now, Paul... Paul, just you, you just had a stint, a, a time in New York. Yes, I did, Doug, yes. And did you happen to see the commercials where he's this weird little man did for, you ask for me, the lotto? Did you ask me, did I happen to see them, or did I happen to see them all day, every day, <laughs> for my entire stay in New York? Thank you. Let me tell you something. Those commercials delighted me so much. I really, really enjoyed them. I appreciate it. You were first. It. You were adorable in them Thank as a little you. miniature person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody here in Los Angeles ever got to see them. They're for the New York Lottery. So it's, why would you? They're, they're the, they're the I, weirdest, I retract my theory. They're the weirdest, craziest commercials. But people listening to the podcast, hold on. Live I also apologize for calling it. it a theory, which it was not. It was a question. <laughs> okay, that's good. That that's. I forgot out. what some words mean. <laughs> Oh, I got they some shrank big ones me. coming up. They shrank me, and yes. uh, they made my head a little bigger. So they didn't leave your head just the same size. They and told me shrink your body. It looks the same size to me, but yeah. they told me that they made it a little bigger. Bigger than it is, or bigger than it would be for that little body. Oh, definitely bigger than it would be for that little body. That's a but, <laughs> but but is that what they were saying? But uh. No, like bigger than it really is in life. B- yeah, and I have than a I big, am seeing right now. Right, and I have a gigantic head. Yeah, big head. I don't know if the audience can it's hear large. at home how big it is. Yeah, very large. But then he's got those big glasses that Elliot Gould wears in the Ocean Eleven movies. <laughs> right, and I love Ocean Eleven. A thick accent, right? How do you talk in those uh, commercials? Like a New York accent, but let, let, Jewish, <laughs> Jew, Jewy. Give right? us a taste. You know, I had Kevin Pollack on, and he did some Columbo, so the least you can do okay. is the weird little big-headed guy from the uh, Lotto Lucky commercials. What's his name? Lucky Man or something? Little Bit of Luck. Little, little bit. bit of Luck. <laughs> little Bit of Luck. Um, so it uh, goes like a little something like that, like, finding, <laughs> finding a subway car that isn't packed or in rush hour? Lots of luck. But if you want to win take five with the New York Lottery, all you need is me. Little bit of luck. <laughs> there you go. And you're like, you're like walking around like in a public restroom or something while you're saying that, right? Like, like, like he put you I'm in, in, a in scenario. You're in a train I'm station. In a bodega. Bodega. Yeah. It's very New the York. Classic New York bodega. Classic New York. Everybody bodega. relates to going to, to a bodega if you've lived in New York. Absolutely, I you go, do. You go to a bodega several t- several times a day if That's you true. live in New York. It's a big topic of conversation there. Yeah. I love bodegas. I don't want to hear the word I don't want to hear the word bodega ever again. <laughs> I'm like good. They're all bodega. run they're all run by people who were very successful doctors in their own countries. Yes. Yes, yes, If you yes. ever talk to somebody who owns a bodega, <laughs> you leave and you want to kill yourself. Yes. Or yeah. them, so they will stop telling you about how unfair the world is. Right. It's like, well, should have been born somewhere else, man. That's what I tell anybody. You've got a bodega. A story. At least they have a bodega. Let me right. th- I want to complain say this. when you have a bodega. If you're, hold on a second. If you're some sort of thoracic surgeon in your home country... Don't you sort of set set something up in America before you just blindly come here? Like, wouldn't you call a few hospitals or something? Like, do you guys need yeah. any expert surgeons? See I if they think. need you to do anything at Thoracic Park. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back to movies, Paul. Oh, I do apologize. <laughs> maybe maybe they trick you, and the hospitals give you a fake address, which is a 
uh, a like you know an empty space that you would lease, and on the window of the empty space is we suggest you turning this into a bodega. You will never be a doctor in this country. Maybe the bodega. Maybe the bodega commission has the rights to the number one eight hundred hospital job, and so when these people call from foreign countries. Like, oh, there's plenty of hospital jobs here. Come yeah. on over. I guess the real thing that's going on is a little bit of you and a little bit of me. Yeah. Isn't that always the way? Yeah. We're both right and we're both wrong. You know? Stuff isn't black and white. Hold on a second, but Brad. What? Say, Doug, what are you writing? I wrote down 1 800 hospital job because I honestly am kind of excited about having a bodega. <laughs> <laughs> you would run a if mean some, bodega If some failed doctor could have one Why not me Where would be your favorite neighborhood To own a bodega um, <laughs> a good You really put me on the spot with that one That's a good question I have I, a follow up Okay <laughs> I don't know the neighborhoods well enough to pick one Lower East Side Fantastic. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> okay, well, Paul. That negates my follow-up, which is uh, which uh, height of the east side would you go with? I ruined it. So, Paul, you are actually in a motion picture. Yes, I was. Right now, with little or no right bodega now. scenes in it, called The Informant! That's right. There's an exclamation mark or point at the end of it. Yes. Which you were remarked on Twitter was yours and theirs when you said you're going to see the informant. <laughs> the emphasis, yes, emphasis mine and theirs. <laughs> yes, informant. And when you buy your ticket that way, they're not impressed. <laughs> they're not like, ha ha, you really laid into that exclamation point. That's putting it mildly. <laughs> and I had one person say it. <laughs> I'm going to abandon that tack. Okay, it was not going to be. So- <laughs> I realized I had made a logical error. <laughs> you know how at the Arclight they all have to have their favorite movie on their tag? Yes. That'd be a good one to have on there, and then everyone, when they see it, they'll go, The Informant! <laughs> you know, they'll bring some excitement to it when they read it aloud. But um, Well, then you need the, the question mark and the exclamation point if that's how you were going to read it. Right? The Informant! <laughs> Well, they would the think inf- it, so the, they would think that, that guy The Informant! Was, that's it. That's how I meant to say it. The Informant? No, that's got a question mark on it. The informant. It. How about that's it. That's the way it's pronounced. How about <laughs> the informant? Why would there be why would there that's, be an exclamation point at the end what? of that delivery? That sounded parenthetical to me. <laughs> Has there ever been a movie with a title released in parentheses? It sounded you like it says Sato Voce before it to oh. me. <laughs> you know what? I don't think you need Ow. to scream in order to earn to an be exclamation intense. point. As long as you're intense, you're you right. do have to. You, get that you do point. have to pull out a knife and stab somebody or something, though. You got. You right. got to either raise your voice or do something violent. You can't just go around intimidating everybody with a quiet demeanor. Yeah. No, so, you're right. Especially when you're a little bit of luck. Yeah. Regular sized. Aren't you loud. regular sized little bit of luck? How often do you get that? Um. Aren't you a little bit of luck if he was more normal looking? A lot. A lot. No, I never get recognized. Now, Paul, how much weight did you gain for the informant? 
because Matt Damon put on thirty pounds, and I got to tell you, if I, he I hadn't, had that, that performance would be. <laughs> you already had. I already it. had it. Yeah, I showed up ready to go. Oh, he had to put in so much work and effort. Yes. Like, what, is that probably a first that someone gained weight for a comedy? Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, it is. Like, it's already pretentious enough when they like gain weight or go through boot camp for a movie. Yeah. But this. Yeah. Is a new height of because that's well, all he talks about in interviews about and gaining know, the weight, and I know that's all the press wants to talk about because yeah. they have a picture of him with his shirt off. Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't look that. First of all, he doesn't look that bad with thirty more pounds no, on him. No, I because I when I saw him, <laughs> I heard about the thirty pounds after I had already worked with him on the movie, and somebody said, you know, he gained thirty pounds. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, because the character is still thinner than I am, and the character dresses for it. He wears coats, like you can't. He yeah. has, he's not sitting yeah, yeah, yeah. standing around. In yeah, that's shirt. right, Doug. That's right. <laughs> so my point is just, why can't that character be a thin dude? Like Matt Damon already did that character in uh, those Ocean's Eleven movies. It wouldn't have been as crazy. It's the same thing, because you would be thinking, why does that thin guy have to lie all the time? Thin he, people don't have to lie. He knew. Thin people he, have it made. He knew that the guy was fatter. And he just needed to, you know, just so he could rest with that that part of the role, you know, doing filling in that blank, he gained the weight just so he could feel good. And then he used it to uh, get people into the fucking seats. <laughs> Whatever, I know. Actors work. You explained it all. Actors work. So you're saying part of the draw was that Matt Damon gained weight? That was what brought people That's into the theater? Like, I want to see that guy That's fat. That's what I'm going. Like chubby chasers, there's yeah. chubby, some ladies who are chubby chasers out oh, there. Oh yeah, there's lots like, of audience oh, members who are I chubby chasers. I want to see low self-esteem, Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. I won't. I, he he. For me, he ruined his entire career because I won't. Now I refuse to watch a non-fat Damon. Yeah. I want yeah, yeah. fat Damon all the time. Throw those born movies in the trash. Put a third T on there. Fat Damon. Fat Damon. Just be fat in everything. He could do a remake of uh, Raging Bull and just do like just start at the end of the story. What's that? Somebody's grandpa? <laughs> yeah, Raging Bull. Raging Bull. You ever see that Raging Bull? I was watching Raging Bull on the TV. <laughs> uh, this guy, he was no boy scout. <laughs> have you guys flown recently enough to have to watch that Jessica Biel movie where she goes to England and they're all rude to her? No. Because she's an American. <laughs> she's an American who, you know, uh, doesn't pull her knickers down far enough or something. It's like a period. What movie really? are you talking it's about? bullshit. What What's it, it called? called? It's called like Boring, uh, something movie? spirit. <laughs> what? Easy Virtue. I want to call it something spirit. It's called Easy sounds, Virtue. It sounds so made up. Uh, like every, everything That's about I mean. it. The whole thing is like, it's crazy because Jessica Biel shows up with her. She marries some uh, English dude and then he takes her back to meet the family. And Kristen Scott Thomas is his mother mm -hmm. who hates her from the get-go because she's American. Right. And also because she married his son. Oh, no. And then it's just yeah. those two women fighting it out. But she's like a modern girl from America like oh, she dear. when they go out <laughs> when they go out to uh, when they go out on a fox hunt she shows up in a, on a motorcycle instead oh, of a horse what is she doing well that's and oh. everyone just hold sits around second. going easy hold virtue on, easy on virtue why more isn't like, there an exclamation is she, point on that title more like easy rider is she because of the motorcycle is she just crazy in the movie is that what's going on did you really like, who say to him that? hang on a second like there could be more to that more to the easy rider joke um, but no, I didn't actually <laughs> yeah you said hang on a second to him 
No, he didn't. He said it to you. He no, said he, said it he to did you. that gesture with his hand. No, he, no, he, he said, said nice work or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to yeah, rewind. Let's this. roll it back. Let's roll it back. Nice work. And then what were you saying? I don't even fucking remember. It See, just he sounds like remember. it sounds like she just she's insane. Like why yeah, would she why show would up on a that? motorcycle? That's just an immediate. They're That's going to beyond hate easy virtue. Well, there's scenes where they show it's gonna scare another dude working on his motorcycle. She doesn't, uh, you know, bring one out of thin air. That's not my issue. My right. issue is not where did she get the motorcycle. Why ride it up to the family? It's a fox hunt. Like, I've never been on a fox hunt, but I've heard of them, and I know right. motorcycles are not involved. But if you were, if you didn't want to ride a horse and embarrass Ow! yourself, you this might show up. The thing on the table hurt my hand. <laughs> you might show up in a vehicle that you could drive. It's cheating, too. What? It's like, is did she theory? bring a bag of grenades instead of a rifle? <laughs> like... Road Warrior believe, Fox Hunt. I can't believe I didn't start yelling cheater at, at the screen while yeah. watching it on you United Airlines yeah, flight. Yeah, yeah. I watched Marley and me on silent and cried. <laughs> because I, I, I'm the one fucking idiot that didn't know that the dog dies at the end of the movie. Wow. Because I would, whenever I saw the poster, it was so disturbingly awful to me. I would just avert yes. my eyes. So I, I knew nothing of the book. And then the dog, the dog dies the same way two of my dogs died when I was oh, growing like up. Oh, like by just dying? Murder, just old, you know? <laughs> That's how my dog wait, died. Wait. He totally just died. Were they laughing at yours? Which one? They were laughing I don't know. At I don't know. What'd but you like say? The, I said murder-suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Your two dogs, get it? You didn't know. <laughs> you don't know about that movie either. That's what happens in Marley and Me. Yeah. It's a murder suit. The Me is another dog that shows up and kills Marley. <laughs> <laughs> and then kills himself. <laughs> what is that movie with Jennifer Aniston and uh, what's his Love name? Happens. Love, Love Happens. Love Happens. Like, doesn't that title sound like that's already happened? That, like, it doesn't seems, feel like yes. it's a new thing at it all. It seems like the most generic, romantic... He, well, write, really he writes books about relationships. But he doesn't have She one. read his book. Uh, Together, she's just they're going to kiss after two hours. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, it yeah. looks brutal. I'm going to see that on a plane. Oh. Yeah. Are you going to plan your flight around it? No. It just happens. It sounds very it determined. Just, it just happens. They were showing Star Trek for like several weeks on flights, mm. and every time I went somewhere, they would show this Jessica Biel oh, movie yeah. or some other shit. <laughs> I never even got to see Star Trek again. Never. I never get a good movie on a plane. Never. Never. I only get, uh, what was it? I got, uh, whatchamacallit, uh... You know. Did they make a movie that based movie. on that candy bar? What you call it? Movie, the movie, right? That definitely oh, had an exclamation it, right? point. What you call it? Oh, I was just off all over the place. Didn't know the movie. Didn't get the candy bar joke right away. Didn't jump on that. What you call it? What you call it? Didn't really catch Wits. on as a as a candy. It's still it around, it but it's still you know like because it was a shitty candy yeah. bar. Yeah. It's they, not good. Hey, you got a new candy bar. What the hell is this thing? Is what they're is what they're saying. Right. Watch him call it. Right. Yeah. Thingamajig. That'd be another good name for candy. Who's he? What's he? <laughs> yeah. Huh? The candy bar. <laughs> what did I? That would be good. What did I? Dot dot dot. Question mark. <laughs> um, okay. So. 
Uh, Paul, you did a thing recently where you showed here in Los Angeles the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Big Adventure. Yes, I did, Doug. To an audience. Thank you, some of, everybody. Some of these people are in attendance. It's Hello. over at uh, Cine Family. Is that what the old silent movie theater is called now? I guess. I didn't yeah. go in the front, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> the name? Backdoor Johnny. VIP. Look at you. That's you came new... in carrying the print, so you had That's, to go in yeah. the back door. It's my movie presenting persona, You moved backdoor in Johnny. silently into the silent movie theater. Right? <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that is not right. <laughs> it oh. is not right. The, audi- the audience decides. <laughs> so, um, and they've been a tricky group correct. tonight. No. Haven't yeah. they? Well, um, let's all talk. <laughs> <laughs> so you showed Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is one of my all-time favorites as it well. It was fun to see it again. I hadn't seen it in a really long time, and I hadn't seen it with an audience since it came out in the since theaters. Since like day one, right? Wow. Yeah, since Jump Street. I went to, I saw it. I saw it in Los Angeles, enjoyed it thoroughly at some, like, the Galaxy or some place that doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I went home to San Diego, and I was like, that's a movie I can see with my parents. They'll laugh, you know, it's cute, there's nothing to offend. But they fucking did not get it. (laughs) Like, after it was over, they were like, that was okay, but they didn't laugh ever at anything. They might have laughed once. When he jumps off the train? (laughs) Maybe. I was thinking Jimmy Crack (laughs) Core. Probably not, because that... Gag does kind of like large march, large go march. for no. Uh, you don't I laugh at large the march. Theater. You're scared of large march. Amazing Larry. No, I don't I know what they the laughed theater. at when he rescues the snakes. That's when they laughed. Yes, I did it just to end. Just, just to end it pays off. Uh, <laughs> or just uh, I don't like being. I my, know you are, but what am I? My parents laugh only at really obvious backlot sets. So when oh, he was sure. saving all the animals from the yes. fire, they thought that yeah, was yeah. hilarious because that could not have looked more fake. Uh, but the audience uh, enjoyed it all the way through. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And there were people that had never seen it before that, wow. that told me afterwards they really enjoyed it. A little was... polite golf applause at the end of uh, Jan Hook's sequence as the uh, tour guide? No. That's a funny scene and the only thing she's scene. really now known for, right? <laughs> like, nothing else has really happened. I um, ran out of the theater. I ran out of the theater during that movie. Why? What happened to you? I got very scared from that large march part. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say. Out. I thought you were gonna say a giant guy was chasing you around with a bone. <laughs> no, I actually. <laughs> you thought I, no, I saw up. into the future of Jen Hooks's career, and then that made me get all freaked out. She was on SNL for quite a while. I know. I know. Yeah, and she kidding. did that thing where she sang with the other lady. Oh, um, and designing women, right? <laughs> really? Maybe now she swims in a fucking pool all day because she is rich. <laughs> hey, I didn't come here to uh, bury Jan Hooks. Well, I came to I praise her. Hooks. I came to praise her. I, I do, too. I do, too. I think she's a very hilarious person. Yes. Well, that's why I was complimenting her scene, saying that people might have enjoyed that especially, and then you're like, no, they didn't care. Well, the, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> that is not true. We don't have to rewind the tape on this one. I know I lied. That's right. I know. Did. that uh, That one, I agree with you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I played Build a Title today on Twitter and annoyed um, about 37, of, lost 37 followers in the process. <laughs> And, um, but here's, here's the title we came up with. It's pretty good. How high, high, how high school, high er learning tree men and a baby boom town and country bears and I row bottle rocket. That's the uh, Wait, title we came what, up with. Is there a movie called bears and I? There is. There's a movie called bears and I, the no, bears and there I. There is not. You can take out the thes when we play this game. Yeah. The oh, bears and I. I. <laughs> yeah. 
So I to. sit there while I'm playing it with the, the people on the internet. I sit there with the copy of Leonard Malton to verify that these titles are real because people Smart. throw the weirdest titles at the me. The Bears and I? The Bears and I is a real movie. Wow. Starred Hal Holbrook and, interestingly enough, uh, Dolphins. <laughs> they call him Bear. It's, something, it's like he plays an old man who thinks they're bears. Is that how the credits were listed? Oh Hal Holbrook, and comma, Mar- Dolphins? Yes. And he's Mark Twain. He's playing Mark Twain? Uh, yes. Hal Holbrook did a one-man show, <laughs> toured around Mark, as Mark Twain Mark Twain Tonight, I think it was called. Was it? I think yeah. so. Maybe? Might be an exclamation point. Mark Twain. I'm going to look it tonight. up. While you look it up, I'll say that I came from the yes school of improvisation, not the yes and school. Yeah, just, I just say just yes agreeing. and then let you finish yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Let you go back to the business of whatever it was you were talking about. I just go yes. I, I just say no. I'm a rebel. I'm an improv rebel. You just end every scene. Little bit of luck yeah. was the only time you've ever said yes in your career. Yeah. And you hit the jackpot. Mm-hmm. You get residuals every time we see that commercial, right? No. Wait, are you playing that? Ga- are you are you improvising or answering the question? Maybe. That time you didn't say no. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the the thing I wanted to get to is that uh, a gentleman named Matt V. Cameron came up with uh, the the bottle rocket at the end of I row bottle rocket, and I thought that was pretty clever. And so he was the winner today. What did he win? And he wins the opportunity to name the shithead at the end of the show. Because at the end of every episode now, a listener gets to decide who's the shithead. Because I think Willem Dafoe's had enough. Yeah. That's generous of you. And he's still, he seems like a friendly man, but he also seems like he'd be scary if he was mad at you for some reason. Like yeah. You saw him on the street and he was mad that you called him a shithead. Do you know what? I feel like he would just be really hurt. <laughs> You know, he would just be so perplexed by it. And even after you explain it's a joke and here's the thing, and it's because you don't seem like a shithead, he would still walk away from the experience just not understanding why somebody would be so mean. You would, uh, you would hope that he would at least find his way there emotionally, even if he started to anger, that he's in touch with himself enough as an artist to be able to I, get to, because all anger is really just hurt. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, okay, so I was in the house all day today. In those in those crazy shorts. So in your little roomy those shorts. Jim Dangle shorts. Is that his name Jim Dangle? Anyway, uh, we're gonna reschedule Tom Lennon for another time. Why? And uh, he's well, clearly not cause a friend. Because I heard if he just bails on things at the last minute. He's working on the set of some movie about a guy oh, who owns a, a bodega. And, uh, <laughs> okay, so um, so anyway, that guy gets a name who's a shithead at the end. So when I say the name of the shithead at the end, it's not it's not my opinion. <laughs> I just have to say that because usually they pick somebody. I'm like, I don't care that I have to say that this person's a shithead. But in this case, I don't I don't think he's necessarily a shithead. But this oh, is what the guy wants to me. say. <laughs> That'd be horrible. It would be. No, it'd be more awkward for actually. If Tom Lennon were sitting here, I'd really need to make that disclaimer because he's closer to the person that is being called a shithead than you are. But oh. you've had experience with him as well. I've given away too much. <laughs> Let's play the Leonard Malton game. Yeah, uh, Paul Tompkins oh. has what played it a bunch of times. Thing? I never got to play the builder. Do you want to build a title instead? We're running out of time because yeah. of all the bodega talk. I'm scared of it now. Either way, it's up to you. Dealer's choice. We could do both if we do it fast. Let's do it fast. Fast play. 
Brett Gelman has never heard this podcast and uh, has not been uh, told how these games work at all. Oh, no. Good luck to you. I, I mean, a little, little bit of luck to you. Yeah. And I've never been on the internet. <laughs> I don't mind that you have never listened to the podcast. I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm no, just I saying know. that you're completely unfamiliar with these games we're about to play. Right. And you're going to get buried. No, I appreciate it. I oh, bet, yeah, I'm going to lose. I bet you will still win. <laughs> Really? There is a chance. That's the great win. thing about it. Natasha Legero won once. Oh. <laughs> okay, so... If she won... Which sounds like a generic slam against women, but Le Natasha knows nothing oh. about everything. I actually didn't take it that way, but now I'm thinking about it. You can't have a conversation with her about any pop culture thing. She gets, she's like, what's that? Every, every time. Well, she so, just does that to be difficult. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's her thing. Oh, all right. Then an Us magazine falls out of her pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I've been caught. You know exactly so. who Kate Gosselin is. <laughs> In she actuality, her last name should be Seacrest, not Legera. Right? I don't you know understand what, I mean? what you mean. Because <laughs> that guy's really mired in Right? Moving on. Well, <laughs> okay, so um, let's get a uh, title from somebody in the audience. Just, just give me a title of a movie, any movie at all. Hopefully it won't be something that we can't build on. Did I point to you in any way, shape, or form? Maybe with my crazy eye, I, I looked over at you while I was all looking way over this way. But we will take it. Thank you. Are you um, who said it was cop and a half? Cop, cop and, and a half. half. Are you Is Canadian? Uh, no. Are you cop. something and a half? Where are you from? Uh, NorCal. NorCal. NorCal, you know. The weapons the manufacturers. <laughs> NorCal. <laughs> NorCal Systems Online. Are you wearing an Ed Hardy hat? Uh, no, my friend made this. Oh, cool. Is your friend Ed Hardy? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we play a game? All right, the title is Cop and a Half, and now Paul has to add a title to the title Cop and a Half, either using the cop at the end or the half. I mean, the, the cop, cop at the beginning, beginning or the, the half, half at the, the end. end. It's pretty this might easy to do at this point. Right now. Well, yeah, that's the thing. is You can throw in a stopper where nobody can add to either end because, okay. because it's such an awesome... Yeah, you should be scared. Okay. Title that can't be... I'm going to say Cop and a Half Baked, of course. Oh, that's yeah. good. But I can add to the beginning. Yeah, you yes. can add to the beginning or you have to add, can to, you? Or you have to, add to Baked. Okay. Time cop and a half baked. Boom. And then I go? So, yeah, now you got a... Time after time cop and a half baked. <laughs> okay. Uh... Oh, wait, 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 no. It still has to end in time. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh... Out of time? <laughs> Question mark? Time, uh, cop and a Half Baked? Is Out of Time a movie? Yeah, yeah, that was, um, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Denzel Washington. Yeah. Oh, uh, Denzel Washington. Uh, everybody knows the movie Out of Time starring Denzel Washington. Sorry, I'm so dumb, everybody. <laughs> then I'm going to say... It's not, that, it's not that old. I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say... Hiding out of time after time, cop and a half baked. Oh. <laughs> okay, so what was the first one? I think I have sealed it on either end. What was the first one? Hiding out. 
So you need one that ends in the word hiding. Which I think is a John Cryer film, if I'm not much mistaken. Oh, oh I know where you can go. I know where you can go, but you're probably going to lose here. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> hiding out. Oh, I know. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, screw you guys. <laughs> okay. All right. Hiding out. Time after time, cop and a half baked. ZD the movie. <laughs> I thought you might go Alaska, but you uh, went ZD. That's cool. I don't think there's any movies that begin with baked. I can look it up, but I was thinking like that you could go, and you don't know this because you haven't played before. But you could you could say taking a title from the thing I did earlier. You could say. Uh, how hiding out, oh. and then go through the rest. I was going to do, oh, do Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hiding Out. Oh, well, I yes. didn't know that I could do that. You can do that. You can, but oh, you well, didn't. I would have definitely you done either lost. of those. <laughs> <laughs> either of those would have been at the tip of my tongue, jumping off. All right, so like let's, a diver. <laughs> so let's see how you do at uh, at the Len Malton game. Can um, we acknowledge that I won though? Oh yeah, Paul won, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I've been dying to play this game. <laughs> All right. So now let's uh, see what else we got here. I'm for... glad you won. Now, Thank la- you, Brett. Last month, uh, one of I my guests... I think you brought me a little bit of luck. <laughs> <laughs> last night, one of my... Or last time, I should say, one of my guests was a gentleman from the internet named Mr. Skin. And... Uh, you, uh, did you make that noise because you were sad you, you missed it or did you just come all over yourself <laughs> oh. do you wonder what he looks like because he doesn't he doesn't look like you'd imagine him to you expect a, a nerdier looking dude yeah the guy with the pipe on the internet is like is an old drawing that it's not that's not what the guy looks like but um, let's talk after the show um <laughs> We'll also talk about your hat for a while. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so I prepared a Leonard Malton game, but it turns out that Mr. Skin doesn't know names of ac- actors at all. Like, he doesn't, like, like he knows the ones that have been naked, yes. and that's the extent of it. You know, yeah, that's yeah. his thing. Yes. So this game seemed like it would be, you know, just really weird with a guy that has no idea, wh- you know, what these names are. So um, let's try it with Brett Gelman. I know, I know actors. So I picked all movies. And you've been inside all day. To try to oh, help, yeah. to try to help Mr. Skin, I picked all movies where the, some of my favorite nude moments of all time happen. That's, okay. that's like the running theme between all these movies. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a couple more things about the movie, and then you guys have to bid how many character actor names you think you can get it in with me reading from the bottom up. So in other words, the first names you get are the most difficult and obscure. In most cases, every once in a while, there's a pretty famous person that had a small part or something. But Leonard Maltin Early lists, in their he career, lists too many names is the point of this game. Okay. All right. Is so, that the point of the game? And it has no point. It never had a point. It never had a thesis. By this most, game, most it was, obscure It's just part. a stupid game. But but he but he does list too many names. All right. Here we go. By most obscure part, not by least famous actor. No, right, but also at the time when it came out, like the kind of credit they received, the order you'd get when it came out. Okay. So, like, you know, like, uh, you'll see. You'll so, get Doug, it. we'll start with the least famous people right. building up to the most famous people okay. who are the stars of the picture. Yeah, okay. this okay. movie's from 1978, has a lot of nudity in it, and uh, which I appreciated when it came out in 1978, and 
it's uh, it got just two stars from Len Malton, which I think is uh, it's hard to swallow that it only got two stars. Okay, and uh, there's 18 names. That's a lot of 18 names. So well, let's start. Paul, Paul, start the bidding names. since you won the first game. That is too many names. It is. That's what wow. I'm saying. So how many do you think you can get it in? Like you could say all 18, or you can you know jump to nine or seven or you know whatever. I'm gonna. I I'll, I'll say I can get it in 10 names. Okay. Brett, you, you can you can say, either say name that movie. You can say name that movie, or or you have to bid you have lower. To so bid lower. Get a lower number. So you would say I can name it in nine names, or less, or less. You, you can, can say I can name it in one name. We've had people say zero names on this show, really, just based on the clues. I could name it in eight names. I'm gonna say I can name it in seven. Names. Seven. He's saying seven, Brett. Where do you go now? Did you tell six him to name names. that movie? Oh, six names. <laughs> six names? The ballsiest players are the ones that have never played before. Yeah. That's why I'm going to say name that movie. So now you got to get it with six names. All right. Good luck to you. All right. James Widows. Mark Metcalf. Oh, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. James Doughton. Mary Louise Weller. Can I ever stop? I think I know. And no, no. When, if he doesn't know, you can tell us. Okay. And uh, and Martha Smith. Animal House. That's correct. <laughs> well done. See how I was trying to tell you beforehand that like a, a an actor of Kevin Baker's Bacon's yeah. stature having right. such a small part is a great clue. Yeah. And James Widows. And James Widows. Who went on to direct my, a lot of episodic television. That's really? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. He, he can do that, he and in? he juggles he uh, he was tennis rackets. He was Hoover in Animal House. Yeah. Hoover. Oh, the one that says, I state your name and all that stuff. All right, we're right. running out of time. It's best two out of three, so, Brett, this is yours to win right now. Okay. i got to pick out another movie. <laughs> he said, okay, like I'm he's going to do it. I'm very proud you of myself. You sound like you're going to do it. You should be. feel very right. good. I'm proud of you. All right, this is from 1985. You know, that means a lot to me. Well, what? I'm just a guy. This is in 1985. <laughs> not to me or not. 1985. Yes, sir. And it has one extremely memorable, I dare say pivotal, topless moment from 1985. And you I know have, exactly what it is. And you have eight names, and you start the bidding, Brett. Okay. <laughs> I can name it. In seven names. I can name that movie in zero names. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, you're supposed to say name that movie. Name that movie. But that was close enough. Yeah, there's, there's two movies that I'm thinking of. Oh, I can't no! Remember, I can't remember the exact release Why dates. would you get one name or something? But here, here's the thing. <laughs> they both have kind of the same scene in them. If I think you're talking about what you're talking about. I think you think I'm talking what I'm talking about. <laughs> In oh. 1985. So 1985. pick one. There's one topless scene. If he doesn't get it right, you're going to win this whole game. All right. I'm going to say... We're almost out of time anyway. That movie is Trading Places. Oh, such a good guess. That's what I was going to say. But Can I go with my second choice? But incorrect. Well, you can show off by telling everybody your second choice. Was it just one of the guys? Yes. God damn it! Uh. <laughs> what year was Trading Places? Let's find out. I bet it was 86. Uh, just one of the guys. What? 83? Oh, yeah. It's Dan Aykroyd. What's your name? Jamie Lee Curtis was a trailblazer. 
But that, I would have picked that movie too because that was like a pivotal, like wow. She yes. just yeah. no actress. But the same thing person. where there's just like one scene, one of scene, of just here then, they come. Yeah, yeah but in, it yeah. just one, but in, but in just one of the guys though. That is like su- such a you know like that actress really did it. You know, like yes. it's clearly her in the shot, and um, it's very impressive. It's very impressive. Very impressive moment watching her being bound up. Like like uh, Streisand didn't do that in Yentl. Just whip her tits out at some point. She should have. That should have been the moment where they found out, not the moment where he's trying to put his penis in another. She, I mean, should, she should have a, said, "Behold, Yentl's lentils." <laughs> I forget what I'm looking up now. Trading places. Trading places. All right. So, do you guys have anything you want to plug before we go? Anything coming up? Anything happening? That uh, go see Paul and the informant. Where he and uh, Matt Damon, uh, every scene they're in, they're eating spaghetti. Are you? No, there's not. That is not strictly true. Really, there's a lot of eating in it, though. You don't don't get to eat in it, though. I I don't get to. No. No. (laughs) I mean, you didn't have to. Yeah, that's right. It's it's like easier to not eat. The highest form of acting is eating on screen. Well, also, just the most disgusting form of acting, because yeah. you have to do it a million times. Well, it's a compliment from the director. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here, have 40 bananas. A, yeah. I wrote you an eating <laughs> scene last night. Here, have 40 bananas while this ape pretends to ass fuck you. I was looking right at Trading Places, remember? Yeah. Remember? One guy gets ass oh, fucked yeah, by yeah, an yeah. ape. That's, That's right. Ape. Yeah. Totally. He's dead now, that actor. Yeah, that, it was a slip, you slippery think. slope. <laughs> Who was it? Who gets it? Uh, his Gleason. name, oh, Paul Gleason. Paul Gleason, yes. Paul Gleason, and he is classic uh, bad guy Ferris in Bueller's. that. And yeah. no, he's not in Ferris Bueller. Not in he's fucking in Ferris Breakfast Bueller. Club, you piece I'm of shit! God damn it! Get the fuck out of I'm my show! Club. You no movie knowing. Excuse me. Giant head, little bit of luck, motherfucker. I got Animal House. <laughs> but yeah, you did. And Trading Places was 1983, and you won the uh, you won the game. You so the good game. for you! Wow. Shame. I won the first one. Yes, yeah, so you guys remember each... when I won that first game? You won well, the first yeah. one. We'll have to you have, have the a, first one. We'll have to have a rematch someday, and uh, you can get the rest of my medical marijuana tour shows that I'm currently on tour doing. As you're listening to this, that on, was an uh, abrupt subject change. On, uh, my, I'm wrapping it up on my uh, MySpace page, and also I'm going to be I'm going to be at Acme, nice club, right? Acme in uh, Minneapolis. They wouldn't book me back. Wouldn't what? book me back at Acme. No, called and called. They wouldn't get back to me. That's weird. I'm gonna have a conversation when I get there. Don't bother. I already told them. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for no booking thank me you. and not that other you don't guy. Need them? No, I don't. And neither do you. Remember that if they ever give you was trouble. It, was it your bar tab? Uh, <laughs> Did you eat too much at sticks? <laughs> I'm I skipped out well. on those mozzarella. Skins. You gotta admit that's pretty. Uh, uh, not cool, but like it showed some restraint on their part to have a, a Asian restaurant next to a comedy club and call it Sticks and not Sticks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'll give them that. You got to give them yeah, that. I'll give them that. So I'm going to be there October 22 through 24. Have a good time. Uh, having the time of my life. My, my, my the world's best comedy club. Best club in the in the world. They, you say they'd only let the best comics perform it's true. there. It's true. And um, they wouldn't let me eat on stage there. I was not considered worthy of it. And as always, Ben Stiller is a shithead. <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of both his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart.